and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly. Uh, today is Monday, December 14th. I'm your host, Will Chambers. To my left, as always, Tyler Walgy. Hello, William. Hello, sir. Hello, Producer Blake. Smitty. What's up, Will? What's up, Tyler? Hello, What's up? Mike. We're back. We're back in the studio. Uh, and the college football world is uh, insane. This shit is wild. Is it yeah, not? I'm, I'm not a big fan of the proceedings over yeah. the last week. Well, you guys are unhappy, and that's because me just today uh, news broke uh, that Washington is out of the Pac-12 championship game oh, good. because they have COVID-related issues, not enough players. And unfortunately, what that means for you guys is that the team that Colorado was supposed to play as the second-place team, uh, Oregon, has moved up, taken Washington's spot, and now... The CU buffs are getting fucked. Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 hasn't had their shit together all year long, so of course, this is all Makes happening sense. out west in the Pac-12, but yeah, from a more personal note, my buffs are getting left out of this whole equation. They're looking like one of the few teams who can play next week who's not going to get to play next week. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things I'm are moving happy. fast. By tomorrow, we could find out that someone else is available. Who knows? But uh, that sucks for now. And you know what? I feel your pain because... You don't uh, feel my pain. No, Will. I do because you don't know what Michigan like. missed out on the opportunity to beat Ohio State on Saturday. Because yeah, but that, that was Michigan's was fault. <laughs> it was Michigan's fault. It was Michigan's no, own you're right. wrongdoing. Colorado is now its three games They've this year. They've been good kids, and they deserve and a they've chance. Done everything right. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Of course, about uh, uh, Michigan was going to get stomped by about sixty-five thousand points. I think they were going to get stomped by twenty-six. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You and we had the bet board yes. game. Um, well, the Michigan game. That's the first time. Michigan hasn't played Ohio State since, I think, 1917. Yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. Sad, Uh, sad times. Bummer, bummer. But your buffs, Tyler, unfortunately, you guys lose to Utah. That was a bummer. Uh, That was a a game we gave out. By the way, I had been, you know, on that hot streak giving out picks. Yes. 0-4 last week. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And I did Uh have three games that were canceled. And I, I'm confident all three of those would have been winners. <laughs> so that's why uh, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, you know, above 500 by a decent amount. But zero uh, and four, not great. You got to get it going. You got not some games great. to go. I do. And you know what? You got the bet board victory again. Yes. yes. USC two game lead. The USC Trojans. Uh, late man. Uh, I I thought I was like <laughs> I felt so proud about UCLA at like halftime because they were just destroying USC, and then USC just comes storming back. And even late, I was like, I still have a chance because I had, you know, USC uh, was spotting UCLA a few points. All I needed was USC to win by a field goal, but they go down and score a touchdown late. Outscored them 20-3 to three in the fourth quarter. Dude, 33 points in the second yeah. half. Insane. <laughs> it was nuts. It was ridiculous. Uh, Chip Kelly is uh, certainly earning the nickname Chip Smelly. First, can't close anything out. First and last time I'll ever bet on him, I think. On Chip? Uh, yeah. I, I, have, I, I, like, always avoided betting UCLA before that. And uh, they're officially on the shit list. I was just about to ask, did you just make the list or has he always been on the list and you gave him a pass? Yeah, he (laughs) was like on the list without ever like losing me bets. It was just like I never had faith in him. But UCLA looked decent, you know, this year. And uh, like I said early on, I felt like I was a genius. But uh, that's why they play four quarters, people. And uh, that was a good one. We had... The rival, we had lots of rivalry games. How many? How many people you think are, have named their kids Chip recently? Is it you think Chip is more popular now than it was, let's say, in the eighties? Uh, I don't know, but typically, so I've known two Chips in my life. They're typically not named Chip. It's like a nickname. Uh-huh. Like uh, I know a guy who uh, is in my family who's Chip, and that's not his born name, but it's like a. I think it's like a thing when you're like the third of your name. 
You know, like if I, if I was like Will the Third, a lot of times the third one gets name chipped. I think really, I'm not. I, I had don't quote me on that. No idea that was a thing, but it is like a nickname thing Chip. because I believe his name is George, but he goes by Chip. This guy in my <laughs> of family, of course, he does. Yeah, and so uh, I don't think that most people are named. Like I, w- I wonder if Chip Kelly. Can Chip. you Google and see if Chip Kelly's bo- like given name is Chip or if it's a nickname? Yeah, because it, it is a here. weird name. Am I right? Chip Kelly. Um, but you know, Charles Ch- Edward Kelly. Boom. There Sounds you go. Like a Charlie. British he's Charlie Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Charlie <laughs> Kelly from It's Always Sunny. Oh, that's I wonder great. if they based him off that. He doesn't seem yeah. nearly as funny. Um, he's king of the rats. But uh, we do have some good. You know, we got a good show today. We're going to cover news. We're doing a new segment, Shark Tank. We got some it. awesome uh, college football. Hello, and sharks. Non-college football inventions. One of my favorite shows, by the way. Do they say hello sharks at the beginning of this show? Like when they go I think pitch they their do. product? I th- well, no. Hello sharks. Yeah, a lot of times they will say hello sharks okay. to you know Mark Cuban and the like. I was preparing my pitches today for you guys, and okay. I kept saying, "Okay, hello sharks." Sharks. I Thank like you for it. the time, Sharks. And then we're doing, yeah. we're going to also, after that, we're going to select a movie review for you, Tyler, yep. for next week. Which is not Another tough. outdated movie review. We got going, for those uh, new to the show, we got going with this whole idea of an outdated movie review last year because yep. I simply haven't seen that many shows. And they would bring up all these wildly popular shows. Classic and I'm always movies. Every, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So we started doing the outdated movie reviews. And I'm going to have another one for you guys next week. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So we're going to get that list going. And then, of course, we have our best bets for the championship weekend. But first, we need to cover some stuff. And to some me, stuff. the biggest news, look, a lot of coaches lost their jobs uh, this weekend, but none bigger than Gus Malzahn at Auburn. That one was kind of a surprise, right? It was. I'm a big fan of Gus Malzahn. I love what he's done there. And again, you know what I think this is more a product of? Nick Saban taking out another casualty. Seriously. He's got like 37 now on his on his on his. I don't know if he notches him on his bed stand. I'm sure he does. You he remember the old does. thing like notches in the bed? That's it's other SEC coaches for Nick Saban. I think that's that, how he gets I, his jollies. I think he yeah. I was just gonna say that he notches <laughs> him on his bed on it on the headboard and then he looks at those while he's making love to Miss Terry. <laughs> no, and, I'm, pr- <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got an elephant tusk above his desk <laughs> and he just etches it into that's the right. ivory exactly. every single time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Look, it, it, again, I don't blame certain schools for wanting the success that Alabama's had, but if you ask me, this is another product. We've seen it time after time, coach after coach. In my opinion, Les Miles, this was his big issue. He won every big game except for the Alabama game, and now it's happening to Gus Malzahn. And it's not like Auburn did bad against Alabama. I mean, no, he's <laughs> pretty, all things considered, he, uh, he did pretty well. He won some games. But they're going. You know, I mean, he did I, take them to a national championship and lost. Yeah, so, uh, so naturally, now that the two questions are, what's going to happen to Gus? Where's he end up? And then what's going to happen to Auburn? Do they revert back to, to a different style? Do they want to keep what they've been doing? And there's a lot of questions to be filled in the uh, SEC West. I wonder if he had benched uh, uh, Bo Nix and gone to a new quarterback, maybe that could have saved it. I wonder if his, like, well, if his he re- stubbornness if he, with Bo Nix maybe lost him the job. I know that if he read his DMs and Twitter, you were probably yelling at him all the time to sit Bo Nix. No way. I was like, play him because I'm always going to keep betting against <laughs> Auburn. So, uh, Will I, blows people's DMs up all the time. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. yeah. Only attractive ladies. Uh. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> not single. Um, Sliding in. <laughs> Will's perfected the, the slide of the DM. I think I would the slide into a coach's in. DM every now and then. That would, would be you? fun. Yeah. You know, you think you're going to get a response from, uh, from you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, D- Dabo? You think Dabo? Dabo would respond. Um, Lane like respond Kiffin would like, respond. You kids these days, your DMs. Kiffin would respond for sure. Oh, uh, Kiffin would be cool. Yeah, maybe Jim Harbaugh. 
Mm. You know, you just got to catch him at the right time. I suppose, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he hasn't lost his job yet. When, when I... Uh, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, can we give you a homework assignment and just try to get into Bo Polini's DMs? Bo, Bo, Bo Polini's DMs? <laughs> I don't think he oh, has Twitter. I just oh, came really? up with a brand Fo, new... Bo Polini. I just came up with a brand new restaurant. Okay. Bo Polini's Linguini. And it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, an Italian restaurant. I like that. Isn't that good? Uh, Pellini's got to be Italian, right? A uh, Pellini. But but linguinis in in the tat. Do they only sell linguini, or is that a oh, no, very no, good no, point. no? Very good it's like uh, hey, you know what? Have a restaurant near us called Early the Shark Tank. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, sharks, give me a chance. No, you don't have to. Isn't there a? Oh, no, that's the Bent Noodle. But still. Luigi's Bent Noodles. Luigi's Bent Noodle. It's a local is. restaurant. Most listeners won't yeah. understand that one. But there, cool, there's got to be like a pizza place out there named Pepperonis, right? They don't just serve pepperoni. I suppose. Bopolini's Linguini. You can get a nice lasagna there. I mean, but, Kentucky Fried Chicken offers other things besides fried chicken, they right? They do, but they make a mean bird. There's a place called the Saucy Noodle. See, that's kind of mm. more generic. We sell I thought that all was, sorts uh, of noodles. I thought that was that your favorite men's strip club in Vegas. <laughs> the that, saucy <laughs> no, no, that's called the Wet Noodle. <laughs> God, uh, the buttered noodle. <laughs> well, I wonder who, oh God. Uh, you know, if Bo Pelini was maybe doing a better job at LSU, maybe he'd be in line for that job. Now I'm wondering who gets the, the, the job at Auburn because some names have tasty, come up. tasty, tasty job. Hugh Freeze has come up. Steve Sarkeesian leaving Alabama as offensive coordinator going there. I could see that happening. I, I, do, I wonder where they'll go. They have to go big name. I mean, I think it's going to be more I don't know, about... There's that many big names out there. That's the I hard know, part. That, that, that is the hard and part. And even though Auburn is kind of a tasty job, it's also like... You know, you still you got to play in Saban every year. Maybe you're just hoping if you get hired there that like Saban is old, he's going to retire soon. Well, that's what I said. It was tasty, but then I started thinking about it, and it's not that. It's tasty. like it, it may, maybe it's not. I mean, you you you're signing up to like you said, get beat up by Saban. Right. You're in maybe the toughest division in college football, and it's not Probably. like Auburn has been a, a powerhouse traditionally. You know, historically, of course, you got a great uh, base there in Alabama and the surrounding areas, but. That's a good question. You know, that's one of those jobs, rabid fan base. I'd love to to succeed there, but the question is, can you succeed? It's tough. I, I could see uh I could see Malzahn going and taking joining um I think it's Sam Pittman, the new coach at Arkansas, because Malzahn was like an Arkansas legend. I think he played there. I believe um, he coached there in the past. I could see him maybe taking an O C job there or getting on the staff somehow in that fashion. What about this? What about Malzon to Arizona? A program without a lot of uh, hype, a lot out a lot of expectations. They're already set up to run the spread. That's that's a good idea. And that was next on my list was Kevin Sumlin. Uh Tyler, you predicted that shit because last week we did our ass as a fire segment to see which which coach was on the hot seat. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think of Kevin Sumlin. You did uh, he got his ass kicked so hard that he got fired. It was, it was a toasty ass. 70 to 7 Arizona State. And you know what's funny? After a game like that, I almost get mad at myself. I go, what did I miss? Why didn't I bet Arizona yeah, no State shit. minus the 11 points? I'm like, did I overlook something? Did I not put enough effort into that game? Because that was clearly the right side to be on. You lose 70 to 7. Whew. So we did our, our Asses of Fire segment last week, and um, a couple of different names came up. And I'm not necessarily saying these – these, this name for Arizona or Auburn, um, respectively, but a couple names brought up. I think, uh, Walgie, you may, you may have brought up both of them, but uh, Herb Street and Trent Dilfer. Oh, yeah. Um, watching the Buffs game today or on Saturday, do you think that uh, Joel Klatt could become a head coach Dude, at some point? Dude, I time? love that Joel Klatt has gotten to where he is. It's funny because when, yeah, you, he's great. when you're a big fan of a college program, I mean, Will, you've seen this with several people who've gone on to media. We've seen it now with Joel Klatt. 
it's really cool because you kind of feel like they're yours. Yeah. You, you, you saw them, you know, as a kid and, and grow up and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Colorado Joel, grad. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Joel Cloud went to CU. Thanks, Will. Was there for four years. I think he set something like 43 records. And now to see him succeeding, doing so well on Fox. Look, I think it. I think that that question or or that scenario is much more likely now than it has ever been before. Look what John Gruden's done. You know, going from the booth back to the Raiders. I know he's been a head coach before, but he brought Mike Mayock with him, who was a draft analyst at ESPN. So yeah. I think that the line is being blurred. And I think if you know college football well, you've got a good personality. You know, it, it, the question is, does he want to? Right? right. But if he did want to, I think that'd be a really good idea. Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, let's look. See, he's doing well, and you guys seem to like your new coach, uh, Carl uh, Durrell. He, he's what a what a what a great hire that no one saw coming. Yeah, it's well, like you guys were like forced into it. It's like yeah. accidentally swiping right on someone who's not very attractive on Tinder. But then you know it ends up working out. Yeah, you, you get find, married. And then she takes her clothes off, and you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> didn't see that coming." Uh, yeah, look, I if I was Joel Klatt, I wouldn't want to coach anywhere. I mean, that guy's probably making. We don't know what he's making. I'm sure he's making good money right. to watch football and he's talk about it. So much. Money. That's the that's the the dream job, and I know that for Gruden going back. You know, he got to do the Monday Night Football thing for years and just watch football and get paid to do it. And then he had the itch to go back. But if you're a guy who's never coached before, I don't see the appeal of like the pressure yeah, right. to go back. And, <laughs> it's not. And you, you don't get to sleep. You don't get to see your family or what you're in the film room like 40 hours a day. I feel like you've got to have the gene. You know, you've yeah. got to want to do it. You've got to, uh, you know, I feel like in another life, I would have loved to be a head coach. I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be something I'd love to do. But it's so stressful. You're moving all the time. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You, you, you go, you know. 10 and 2 make a great bowl and then if 2 years later you're 6 and 6 all of a sudden you're on the hot seat. I mean it's yeah. it's an unforgiving business. Or how about for sure. like your top defensive player, you know, gets arrested for uh for driving a car into like a like a orphanage or something when he's drunk one night. <laughs> Maybe something less terrible yeah, than that. Like a candy but whatever. Store? And then you got to do the cleanup work. An unoccupied gotta... office max yeah, or something? Yeah, that's probably better. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> an like orphanage. An, an, an empty orphanage. Will's got to make it a movie. Because kids have been adopted. Will's All the kids have adopted. A, a, a Jason Bay. <laughs> Is that his name? Movie? Jason uh, Bay? No, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah. That'd be a good Michael Bay movie. But uh, Lovey Smith also fired at Illinois, not doing well there. I don't know what expectations they have at that program. It's not an easy place to win. Mm, there's a headline somewhere in there. No love for Lovey. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's good. Maybe you can go okay. back to the Bears since the Bears seem like they're in a shitty situation. Yeah, they so. lost me some money this weekend. I my uh, I'm in an NFL contest. My one losing pick was Houston minus one and a half. What an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. You are one. Staying Houston on the road <laughs> in those conditions. What a moron. That was So I'm not too happy with the Chicago Bears right now. That's true. The um, Bears. That's all really like newsworthy stuff. So I feel like what we really need to talk about is the Florida LSU game. Because this oh game was God. wild. The shoe throw game. I feel like this is just what it needs to be called <laughs> okay. Called now. I missed the shoe throw. So if you can fill me in. Okay. All right. Who so throws a shoe? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Honestly. Honestly. I heard him talking about that on the radio today. So I didn't see it. I'll explain. So what what's happening? First of all, Florida blew it. Like They were 23-point favorites against this LSU team. LSU came out looking more like what we've seen LSU be over the last few years, playing tough defense. Uh, you know, and you got to give them credit. They were playing great. But anyway, there's two minutes left in the game. Uh, the game, it's tied, I believe, 31-31 or 34-34. And uh, LSU is driving, but they're they're like at midfield, right? They're not in field goal range yet. Okay. And Florida gets a stop on third down. And the defensive player, his name is Marco Wilson. Uh, big shout out to this guy. He tackles the LSU wide receiver and like pulls off his shoe when he's completing the tackle. And he's so stoked that he got this stop 
that like he takes he takes his cleat and he just chucks it like 30 yards downfield <laughs> and of course all the flags come in it's an unsportsmanlike penalty gives lsu a first down they end up then getting a chance to kick the game-winning field goal it was like a 50 yard or something like that uh in the fog it was a foggy game it was awesome and the guy hits it the guy nails it and florida did have a chance after that they ended up getting in position to kick a game tying field goal i think it was a 53 yard or something like that and they missed it but this guy cost them the game is marco wilson with the shoe the, the shoe throw because oh otherwise God. florida was about to like lsu was about to punt and florida maybe had a chance to go drive down and win the game with a kick and this is epic. This is like almost on the same level as the dog piss celebration from the Egg Bowl last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, seriously. It was so funny, too, because he made the tackle and like all these, like, he probably had like three or four teammates coming around him, like yeah. getting ready to, to, you know, dap him up and, and so excited. And they see him throw the shoe and it immediately switches to like grabbing his shoulder yeah. pads. Like, what the One hell? One of them are like you hit doing? him. One of them yeah. like swung on him. Yeah. And so he, he probably cost him the game. It was pretty funny because after the game, Dan Mullen said he didn't see it, and then he got like he did like another interview on Sunday after he saw it, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't think he was, you know, I get it. It's a, fl- I guess that's a flag, but I didn't think he was trying to taunt him." And it's like, what are you talking about? How is that not like, oh, I'll just throw the shoe for no reason? Like, no disrespect, I just threw your shoe forty yards away after I tackled you, <laughs> and uh, and now Ford is definitely out. I mean, look, they can still win the SEC, but now they're a two-loss team. Even if they beat no, Alabama, no, no, no. they're that, not making that, the playoffs. That takes everything away. Yeah. I mean, they have no chance now. First of all, this whole story, man, I love college football. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, this is yes. – <laughs> I love it's college perfect. football. Exactly. Nothing yeah. could be more Florida, too. I feel like they're always so undisciplined, you know, uh, historically. And so nothing could be more Florida Gators than, like, losing the game on a dumb penalty like that. I still think the dog piss so celebration what, what, what is higher. Did, uh, what did Dan Mullen say after the game? He said he didn't see it, and so he had to wait, and then they had to interview him on Sunday or like Monday morning or something, and that's when he, then he made his that, comments. That actually but you know what's funny? Like he, still, he still was taking digs at like Ohio State because he's like, I guess we should have just played five games. We would have been in the playoff, <laughs> and it's like, cool, dude. Like, like uh, it may, Is he 100% wrong? No, but it just makes – you know, it's just sour well, grapes. You sound also, like an asshole. That's also uh, – you know, I've always said this. College coaches kind of live in their own world, oh, especially yeah. college yes. basketball coaches, right? Because they kind of get everything they want. I mean, face it. If you're a college basketball coach or college football coach, you get to maneuver and manufacture most years, not COVID year, but maneuver and manufacture a third of your schedule. Yep. You get to set your team up with these easy home wins early on. You know, I mean, look, if you're, if you're the head coach right now of the Florida Gators, like Dan Mullen, what do you have? Three really, really, really difficult games a year that are yeah. must-win games, and all the others. I wouldn't even have put LSU in that category this year. Well, you wouldn't have expected it. Twenty-three point favorite, obviously, and right. that's you know what's funny is that that one ends up like maybe saving, you know, uh, the talk of of Coach O getting fired this year. That's a big win for them. Right. And you're right; it is so college you- football. This seemed like like all year we've gone and we haven't had. It feels like it's been forever since we've had like a top five team lose on like a late field goal this just felt like a college football weekend to me uh, this is why i love it man this is why i love a little college football i know man i hate it when it happens to my team but anyone else i mean good. it is you got coaches getting good. fired her, her, herm edwards just launching kevin someone's career into the sun you remember remember the i know we already talked about it herm but edwards. do you remember the uh arizona state's head coach you remember uh no i know i'm like wait i'm trying to put that you, you remember uh Back when when Kevin Sullivan was like the hottest coach and he was he he had the swag copter. Do you remember that when he was at Texas A and M? He used to go and show up at 
high school games in a helicopter and he called it he nicknamed it the swag copter to try to get recruits and now look at how far he's fallen from well, the swag look, copter it's it's i was thinking about this the other day because i'm a huge fan of the dan patrick show you know, and Dan Patrick, the one thing I love the most about that show is they're not really big on the hot takes. You know, everyone yeah. has a, when they have their takes, it's real. And a couple years ago, they did a quarterback of the future draft. And everyone was so high on Carson Wentz, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be funny to go back on uh, and listen to this show, you know, like in five years. Come right. back and listen to coaches who were high on, yep. you know, people because you don't spend that much time at the top. The whole idea of like a Nick Saban or a Dabo Sweeney. It's rare. It's not, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really rare. Come on, before Brian Kelly had a good season this year, if Brian Kelly would have gone six and six or whatever, how many games they played this year, right? he may have been on the hot seat, yeah, but now he's true. winning and he's so... In the playoffs. It is an up and down career. I mean, from Kevin Sumlin, Tom Herman. Yeah, look at Mac Brown. Mac Brown's killing it at North right? Carolina. It's they, so weird. Another, another coach that, you know, is doing his best to end another coach's career. He like... He completely destroyed Miami, and and Manny Diaz was his defensive coordinator when he was at Texas, so they have a history mm-hmm. together. And you know that's kind of like a funny like respect your elders situation. I bet that handshake was was a tough one for Manny Diaz. Right? Like no you kidding. Know, and North Carolina wins sixty two to twenty six. Speaking of uh, of the handshake, sorry I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off no, no. that game. North Carolina looks really good, and you're, I love Matt. You're talking about the Georgia Tech game, huh? Oh, you know I'm talking the about handshake. the Georgia Tech game. <laughs> Jeffrey Collins and yeah. uh, man, he was pissed. Yeah, he was really pissed. He was pissed at uh, <laughs> it was Ryan? Narduzzi, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I saw it, but like I didn't see it. I only saw like the highlights on Sports Center, and that was the literally the only highlight they had was yeah, the handshake. The handshake. Like, I, I didn't see like was there anything like during the game that was seemed disrespectful. It was a all? pretty feisty game, but I didn't yeah. notice anything too out of bounds between them. I'm gonna no. run get a, a couple more, co- yeah, a more coffee. Yeah, Tyler's bowls. getting coffee. I, so what I think, uh, what it seems like to me, he ended up saying afterwards that he didn't want to have slight towards the coach. It was pretty obvious he did, but it almost seemed like he was so pissed off at his own players that he just wanted to fucking shake this guy's hand and just get back to the locker room so he could scream at his players. And those two head coaches have no previous, like... I don't think so. I mean, it didn't seem... And I, I don't... You know, I didn't watch the game closely. I don't know if, if Pitt was going for too late or something, or if they did, you know, if it was like a whole, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, like, what's your problem situation? Right. You know, like, if the guy's taking shots late, maybe. Yeah. But I don't... It, it didn't have... There was nothing to indicate that. And so, I don't know, man. I think I think that... What we're finding out is that you know we we basically mentioned it earlier college football coaches are kind of like nut jobs and they don't have, they're not screwed on you know uh, very tightly. Yeah, it takes a certain kind of person to want to like you know be away from your family that much and sure. and that kind of grind nonstop and all that pressure. You know, uh, it it doesn't surprise me that actually it's kind of surprising that these guys don't like lose their mind more often or like have you know like complete like mental blowouts you know oh yeah i mean one thing that i thought was even funnier and especially during COVID 19 is usually something like we've we've seen spats like that at midfield between coaches yeah where where they don't want to shake hands or or it's a very you know you know uh, egregious handshake or they just don't even handshake it's so funny to see now rather than when a coach is pissed off, I, I think the, I think it was the pit coach when he didn't get his handshake he thought he deserved. He ripped off the face shield, not his hat. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. I'm going to yell at you because you shook my hand angrily. That was funny. He did rip off the face shield. You don't look tough ripping off your, your <laughs> no. face shield to yell at somebody. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Yeah, well, that... Uh, you know, uh, I, I mentioned before that Mac Brown and North Carolina won. They won big. I couldn't believe the rushing stats. So they have two really good running backs. Michael Carter had 308 yards on 24 carries. Javante Williams had 
236 yards on 23 carries, five touchdowns between the two of them. Yeah, I think they were both averaged like 11 and 12 yards a crack. Insane, man. Respectively. Insane. Like, there's, Destroyed there's no Miami. stopping that. I don't, I don't know what, what was going on there. but That's going to be a dangerous team next year because you still got Sam Howell. He still has to play another year before he's NFL eligible. And he um, caught a touchdown. Yeah, that's right. They ran a little yeah. Philly special. I love it. I love it, man. That game was great. Um, we talked about the UC, uh, USC-UCLA game. Tyler got the bet board victory. My only note is that what I loved about this game, this rivalry game, is that when you have rivals that are, don't have the same colors, it should be a rule if they both wear home jerseys. Yeah, both I these like teams wore. It's awesome. It looks amazing. I thought that was really cool. Why don't they do that more often? I want to see. I want to see rivals as long as they don't have the same colors. Force them to both wear home jerseys because I think it looks incredible. And in that game, it looked awesome. I kind of feel that way in hockey too. I think they should just always wear their dark, yeah. their, their dark sweaters. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Unless they, unless it's like a too difficult of a color to see. Sure, they shouldn't. Speaking of jerseys, the Army Navy game, uh, Navy blew the cover, and that pissed me off. We didn't give that out. I'm back, but uh, he's back. He got his coffee. I spilled. Too. Yeah, I can God, see it's that everywhere all right over here. your notes. It's a mess. I still Tyler. got enough coffee. Um, but Navy blew the cover. Army's jerseys, though. <laughs> Like, it sucked because this was another fog game, which actually I loved. I love any kind of, like, inclement weather games. But Army's jerseys were, like, the exact color of the turf. They were sweet. They had, like, this cool, like, I think they called it, like, the electric strawberry logo. It's some old That's Army cheating. logo on cheating. their helmet. But, the yeah, seriously, it should be. Like, what's funny is that because it matched the turf perfectly, whenever they tried to put the first down line, like, their jerseys became green screens. And, like, you'd, <laughs> you'd see the numbers and, like, the lines on their jerseys. Uh, Navy's jerseys... I didn't really love so much. They were different. They always do like special jerseys for that game. That's what that's like towards the top of my list on rivalry games. I got to see is the Army Navy game, but um, wasn't that great of a game. I think Army ended up winning sixteen to nothing, uh, something like that. But uh, thirteen to nothing. Navy had a chance. So they had a chance on a scoop and score touchdown, and none of the guys could fall on the ball, and it went out of bounds. They ended up getting no points and not covering, and that upset me. You know what? Uh, I always love the Army-Navy game. Yeah. Always. It's just one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, exactly. But actually, this comment has to do with the option. I wonder, because you know, I don't think it's a secret, the, re- the reason they run the option is because service schools, you know, academy schools, they don't have time for like these deep practices. and yeah. It's really a time issue. It's more that you know the football isn't really the main right. concern right yeah. so they implore the or they, they implement these offenses that are easier to learn and you know that you kind of learn the system and you're brought into the system and, and it's easier to repeat and things like that easier to digest it can't there be some kind of simplified version of a normal offense that someone brings into these schools i don't think it's just that i think that so look, if you want that they can't get the talent as well. Uh, well, I'm sure that's part of it, but I think the main thing is that if you want to run like a pro style offense or even like a spread offense, you got to have like 300 pound dudes on the offensive line. I don't think the mm-hmm. military mm-hmm. has much use for those for cadets specifically <laughs> that are 315 pounds. And so if you look at their offensive lines, they're much smaller dudes. These guys are like 260. They're athletic. They're fast, and that's more that suits an a uh, option much better than it does. You know, uh, you know, a guy dropping back and they're blocking five five pass rushers. Or I just want to see Army come out one year and run the spread. Like I want that more than anything. Uh, see, I don't because we're losing. Once Georgia Tech went from an option team yeah, to an old team, that's I was true, like, actually. like they're last of a dying breed. And at this point, I want other teams to switch. Like if you're if you're Illinois, right? If you're a team that can never win in the Big Ten, like 
what's the downside to trying an option and just trying something new to throw people off their no you know, for their sure game? for sure i mean i love it i love 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 watching teams do that you just mentioned georgia tech yeah that was that the was best when so they fun. did that you're it right sucks. i'm changing my opinion i love the i love <laughs> the see i would have thought that you hate the option no, because I love it. for those so who, fun. for those who don't know will and i used to battle on ncaa 14 the video game <laughs> and i would destroy will with the triple option he, he could never stop me. first of all you did play the option and i would always find a way to stop no, it, and then you no. would switch back i don't remember that at all yeah i think whatever, you're misremembering you know what? i i will give so, you this when we first started challenging yes you would beat me then i what i did is i went out of halftime and i made adjustments oh and i ended up playing baloney oh wait talking from baloney. the guy who somehow conveniently lost his game in his console and can't <laughs> play it anymore okay you know we're talking about a system that was <clears throat> when when did they make the xbox 360 it was we're like 2004 like, this is a long time ago there i still have mine and i still have the game i'm oh, ready to go whenever for you Will. Chicken, he's chicken. We're gonna figure out a way to do this again. Thank and you. I will prove to the world that I can run my triple option attack and dominate Will. I do know you have an Xbox One, and you can download Xbox 360 games onto your. You can't. You can't with the NCAA that game though, because oh, really? they stopped making it because of the whole bullshit lawsuit. So that that oh, one's not backwards compatible. Bummer. But you can still find an Xbox 360 for like forty dollars online, Tyler. I'm going to. And yeah. We're gonna. Play. All it took is me challenging you on air, and now you're gonna have to get it back because <laughs> I've been asking you for like years now to get one. He finally is going to have to face, you know, what he's been denying for so long. Are we going to count these towards bedboard victories? Oh, absolutely. Point? Yeah, I'm. I'm smelling some content here. We we <laughs> we, we could Twitch stream these games. Yeah, we definitely. Wanted to. We will. We and Will's going to have to face it. It's just like when uh, Kyrie no. Irving in the in, in the NBA don't had to finally to re- had to finally acknowledge <laughs> that the Earth is round. Will's going to have to go. <laughs> I know this is embarrassing, but I can't stop Tyler's out. That is disrespectful right, to compare right. my bullshit we'll do to this. some flat earth <laughs> stuff, okay? We'll do this. We'll make it happen. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they escaped. They didn't cover. Another one of my losing picks. And Tyler, you were right about that one. You didn't end up picking Troy, but you, you didn't so want to pick Coastal yeah. because of a letdown scenario and maybe a lookhead scenario because they are in the Sunbelt Championship game this weekend, which we're going to give out on our best bets. But... Um, they found a way to win late. They almost gave it up. You know, they were up. They oh, they were covering at one point, and then they let Troy back in, and then they ended up scoring, I think, with 40 seconds left. They just continue to find ways to win, and I love it. I'm glad they're still undefeated, but I'm excited for this Sunbelt Championship game coming up. They have uh, this year taken over the uh, reign of the most interesting directional school ever because there's usually northern, mm, southern, dir- eastern. Coastal. Coastal Carolina. That's the That's the best uh, directional name. Best coastal team in America? Uh, they they got to be. What other coastal games are there? I don't know coastal if Coastal teams. Is. I don't know. Interesting. Coastal. Might have to send our coastal research Coastal sounds like a, uh, a word a bro would use. Coastal, bro. <laughs> Super coastal. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you got, Smitty? I was, I was just going to say they go through walkthroughs and boat shoes. But that's- uh, and Sperry's. Oh, okay. oh, taking right. digs at the Shanty Clears. You got, you got, you got some crickets over there, I Ryan? love it. No, Come I like on. it. I dig it. They are. You're, you're right. They're wearing polos and, and khaki shorts and Sperry's. If I, br- if I crack that joke, we're hearing crickets. That's all I'm saying. I disagree. I think it was clever. I, I like the whole boat shoes comment. I tried to let you guys move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, moving on. Uh, look, I have one. Uh, uh, look, uh, we should mention... There's already four teams now, and I think this number might have increased since I made this note last night. Four teams have opted out of their bowl season. Boston College, Pitt, Virginia, Stanford have all said we're not going to participate in bowls. I think you're going to see a lot also? of this. Uh, no, well, they LSU, uh, thank you for bringing that up, Tyler. LSU, is uh, they are self-imposing a bowl ban because of 
you know, the NCAA uncovered some uh, some rule breaking where they were paying players. Shocking. Oh, Shocking oh, oh. coming from the SEC or really anywhere in college football. Yeah. But uh, they did a – they're self-imposing a bowl ban, which is really generous of them to do in this in <laughs> <laughs> this year where really they probably would have opted out anyway and, they, uh, and normally they wouldn't be bowl eligible oh, but because of COVID. There's hardly enough bowls to go around anyway. It's yeah, no, so shit, like dude. if any year don't, – don't you think the NCAA has to do something more than yeah, that? Yeah, typically when teams do this, when they like – when they self-impose, the NCAA says that's cute but here's your real punishment and I think you'll see more of that because – uh, I believe what it was, you know, LSU was under fire, not just for football, their, their basketball program was caught uh, giving impermissible benefits to players as well. Oh, and so big surprise. I think it was like an offensive That's, lineman or a tight end anywhere. or something where it, they found out they were, you know, giving them money under the table. And, you know, look, this is college football. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I'm sure it's happening in every big program, but LSU just got caught. And guess what? If you're LSU, if you're Coach O or if you're the athletic director, like you won the NAFS championship, it's all worth it. If you win the championship and then a year later it comes out, hey, we paid players, like, do you think they give a shit? They're stoked. They don't have to give back their ring. Even if they have to give back the banner, we all know who exactly. won. Exactly. I mean, and first of all, this is happening everywhere. Like yes. you said, money going on under the table. The bag men. Let that be a lesson to your kids out there. When you're trying to get away with something, the cameras are always under the table. That's right. You want to be doing the money over the table. LSU, also another lesson. Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for no permission. Kidding. Get that championship so and then worry about get it Get that afterwards. ring. Joe Burrow got his Heisman, and, uh, and those guys did it. And so uh, shouts out to LSU for sure. But you're right. They are not going to be partici- participating in a bowl game. This is going to be a, a shitty – I mean, it's been a complete fucking nightmare shit show of a college football season – but I think we're probably not going to see too many bowl games being played. I do think yeah, they'll play the playoff so. as long as they can still pull it off without a hitch. Hopefully none of those teams that end up making the 14 playoff have any issues with COVID. But I don't think we're going to see many bowl games this year, and that's, which is sad. Uh, that sucks. It's, it's, yeah. I love bowl season. I don't care what anybody Dude, says. the Cheez-It Bowl? I, Come on. I don't want to miss bowls. the Cheez-It Bowl. All of those bowls. I don't care. I love them all. Yeah, the Weed wa- or well, the John Deere Bowl. Like they, Every year they have like a new one with a hilarious sponsor. Oh, we'll, we'll play real or fake this year for bowl games. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love we'll that. Great week. idea. Um, Before and, we get off this topic yeah, of yeah. paying players, I love... Uh, the late, great Jerry Turkanian, the UNLV basketball coach for years, he used to have a great quote. He goes, uh, I love transfers. They already have all their cars paid for. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I always love the jokes about Duke basketball players when they sign their rookie contracts that they're taking a pay cut, you know, all that shit. So, you know, whatever. Those players all deserve to get paid something. So if we, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw any shade yeah, at the these players. Billionaire, millionaire guys running the sport get upset when, you know, these guys get 5000 bucks. It... I'm not going to do my whole thing, but everyone out there who's been listening to the show long enough knows I am a big proponent of paying the players. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I want to get all the good ones at Michigan for once. So <laughs> if, if it takes paying them, then that's what I want. Um, the championship uh, weekend, the games are set. We mentioned earlier about the Pac-12 having to adjust that, but we do have those games set for championship weekend. And there are some other games. We're not going to break down... You know, there's uh, some games... Some conferences are doing makeup games. You know, the Big Ten is doing... Uh, their schedule uh, before the year they had planned on you know obviously the, the winner from each division plays each other in the championship game but then the the number two team from each division is going to play each other three so on and so forth Pac-12 is doing that but the Big Ten decided to uh, make Michigan look even shittier because Michigan is the I think the second to worst or worst team in the Big Ten East and they scheduled them against Iowa who's the second best team in the Big Ten West 
They, I feel like the Big Ten is like punishing why, Michigan well, for some why reason. Why would that be? I have no idea because I'm telling like the plan originally was what the Pac-12 was doing, where the seeding yeah. teams play each other. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, Michigan's going to play Iowa, and they're probably going to get their asses kicked. What's the and, spread? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look real quick. Tyler, uh, give me. You some, want me to play some holding music? Play some holding music, except do it all from your mouth. Can you do that? I can sing. I tell you what. The last time I went to. A karaoke bar and really let it out, really belted one. Oh God, I remember um, that night. I, I was blacklisted afterwards. Yeah, okay, I was there that night. Yeah, Smitty, you were there too. Ryan was there, and I sure was. Uh, it, it wasn't good for anybody. Tyler, do you remember which song no, you sang? I sang "Regulator" by Warren G. Warren G. <laughs> and saying saying is a generous word because let me tell you, Tyler doesn't remember this, but I do. I remember <laughs> so it very well. Tyler waited. This is one. It's a popular karaoke bar in Denver. So when you put in a song request, you wait sometimes like an hour and a half to get on stage. <laughs> and so you were sober when you picked it. And then by the time your name got called, you it were was not, not sober. Not at all. <laughs> you were wasted. And you got up there and you were behind on every single word. It was clear that you were like reading the teleprompter and trying to do it. But you were like four words behind the whole yeah. time. No one could hear anything you were doing. It was terrible. Four, four lines is generous. He was like a line behind. Yeah, the seriously. Whole time. I know. No, my, my favorite part of that night, though, is after he after Walgie was done the DJ yes. like cuts the music off Walgie's walking off the stage and all the DJ could say was well that was painful <laughs> yeah dude no one in the bar was appreciating it at all it was dude, the worst thing I've ever seen it was not good and I I remember bits and pieces of that night <laughs> I didn't black out I browned out as I say on Always Sunny Philadelphia yes but uh, I do remember this right before I was about to go up I was asking, I think, Ryan, what song I was going to sing. I was like, oh, what? hey, what, what am I singing? Uh, dude, you're singing Regulators. Regulator Mount by up. Warren G. Mount up, Tyler. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. That would have been like the eighth or ninth <laughs> time you'd asked me you know, <laughs> right. in about a 15 minutes. That was, that was quite nice. It was nice. not good for anyone. Yeah. So, uh, Michigan, 14-point underdogs to Woo! Iowa right now. So, it's yeah, a lot of points. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. But we are going to move on to our college football edition of Shark Tank. Oh, so, sharks! Shark Tank is Thank one of you, my sharks. favorite shows. I, I, I don't know. Would you call it like reality TV? Is that kind of what that is? Because not, not as real as it gets. I'm these not days. a reality TV guy, but I love Shark Tank. If you're not familiar, it's a show where these big investors that are known as sharks. Mark Cuban is one of them. I'm blanking on some of the other names. Kevin uh, McAllister. I've, I've, no, that's not. I've it. literally never watched. The You've show never watched before. Shark, Shark Tank. Watched. Oh, no, dude, I, great I, show. I, I get the gist of it. But, yeah, but one, it's, one, it's cool. Well, so you like it. One thing that I do know is, and something I found, I don't remember where I heard this, but. Mark Cuban is worth more than the other three sharks combined. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. It, um, yeah, I'm sure that's the case. So the, the, it's, the point it's Mark of Cuban, the, Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, Lori uh, Griner, Barbara uh, Cochran, Cochran uh-huh. uh, Robert uh, Herjavec, and uh, Damon John. Yeah, so they switched some of the other three out besides yeah. Cuban. They rotate in and out. But uh, the, the basic gist of the show is inventors and business owners, people that have businesses they want to expand they go on the shark tank show and they pitch their business or their idea or their invention or whatever to the sharks in hopes that they'll invest in it and help blow up the business you know and and there's like always a negotiation on how much percentage they give for how much money it's a great show it's super fun i like it a lot yeah shark tank is great and so we are doing a college football edition the basic idea here is to come up with some sort of a football or college football related invention or business idea and we're going to present it to each other like they're the sharks tyler i know has a a long <laughs> list here some that are not football related so we're going to do with this we're going to go rapid fire it. for the most part and so how this is going to work is when you're pitching it the other two have to decide if they are in or out okay. and i'm interested to see if you guys will like 
some of my inventions here. But uh, uh, Tyler, do you want to start? Because you got how many you got on your list? I have one, two, three, four. I have five football related ones. Okay. Okay. And then. Uh, four non-football related. Okay, ones. <laughs> cool. I have five football ones too. So why don't you start? Give me, give me, uh, give me. Let's do your all your five football. I'll do my five football, and then you go. All right, awesome. Your, your leftovers. All right. First one. First of all, thank you, sharks. Thank you, sharks. <laughs> uh, the first one. I we talked about this before. The chip inside the football. Yes. Right. That's like the most mm-hmm. obvious one. Yep. You get the football. Very accurate first downs, touchdowns, everything like that. No yes. more. No, exactly where know. the ball is. Exactly. Okay. I, hate them I think I'm in. I am officially in okay. on the chipped football. Ryan. I'm in, but I would like 40% stake in the company. Oh. See? This all right. Now let me counter, okay? I only want 35%, but okay. I get all the distribution rights. I will. You will partner up. <laughs> Right. Uh, we better not. We better not do stakes and stuff. This could go two hours. Yeah, right. Too. Exactly. Because <laughs> I want in on all that these one. fake stakes, <laughs> distribution, percentage taxes. All right. Uh, number two. So this one is for uh, when you're at a game, right? Because uh, something that we all face as fans, a problem, is that you know you get your snacks, you get your hot dog, your nachos, your beer, and when you're finished with it. You just put it underneath your your feet, and often you're jumping up, you're rowdy, you're knocking your stuff over, yep, right? Yep. So it's I would propose mess. this is more of an architectural product for stadiums. Okay, okay? it's like a trash chute at your seat. Ah, so there's like a little thing that opens up, a little lever. It's like an old like laundry chute, and you just put your trash right in there. You close it up, boom, it's clean. It keeps the whole area clean, and your trash goes down into a trash chute. Smitty, uh, I personally love it. However. Um, I'm also one that will put his coats or gloves mm, underneath. Very his good seat. point. Very good point. So I don't want to accidentally make a mistake and lose my jacket. But see, this is even better because if you like to put those under the seat, you're much more likely to get some nacho cheese or some some Pepsi or a beer on that than you would be just throwing it away. Just down it, toss it. Okay, I'll go, I, I'm in. All right, you I'm know? going. I'm out, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh. The reason why is because. At some point, somebody's child is going to fall in that trash chute, and we're going to have to fish a baby out of that uh, inside the stadium dumpster. And, you know, I don't want to be part of any litigating uh, lawsuits, getting sued by, you know, some ambulance chaser because they were drunk and weren't watching their two-year-old. We'll make it so small. I am out. We'll make it small enough. All right, we'll make it small. There you go. Will's okay. out, though. I'm Will out. doesn't like it. All right. Uh, next one. You guys know, I think this happens all across the country at stadiums where they give out the drinks, but they take the lids off, right? Yes, yeah. hate that. Water hate bottles, uh, you know, beer, water, uh, any canned drinks, anything. They open it for you or they take the top off, right? So what I'm proposing is edible tops <laughs> to where you can now eat the top <laughs> When you sit down at your seat. So, you know, it's a water bottle. You'd screw off the top. You eat the, An edible get the lid. cap. Yeah. But <laughs> so maybe that would solve the issue and people could keep lids on their drinks. See, I'm in, but logistically, I don't think this one's necessarily thought out. So maybe not that much. I'm, I'm going to go out. Here's my only uh, counterpoint is uh, the your main competition is just lids. <laughs> so, so for that reason, I am also out, Tyler. But I like where your head's at. And you guys are passing on a million dollar idea there. <laughs> All right, next one. And I honestly don't know why the hell this next one hasn't been invented. You guys watch as much football as I do, as much as probably the audience does. Why the hell is there still 
someone on the staff of every coaching staff following the coach around with all of that cable. Cord guy. Yeah. There's still the cord guy. Why can't we invent some goddamn wireless headphones or some cordless headphones? Like, haven't we gotten way past this whole thing of following the coach around with 50 yards of cord? We don't need that anymore. Just wireless headphones. See, I, I feel like that should have been invented. I have a bit already. of an answer for you just because I am I'm a big stand-up comedy buff. Like, actually, I think both of you guys are too. Yeah. Stand-up comedians hate wireless microphones because they constantly have electrical problems yeah there you go it's so finicky that's, that's what but some coaches right. do use wireless headsets don't they don't some of them in the nfl do most that? of them have they, the they cord might. guy okay they, they might but yeah i mean it, you'd rather have a hard line because if you're if you're a head coach and that headset goes out right. you're screwed so. all of a sudden you start getting like a like a radio frequency of music playing instead all right then i will say for my product reliable wireless well, headphones okay <laughs> I, then i think you're gonna do very well for yourself if that works i'm in i'm in, I'm in. if right. it's reliable i'm in right. and then my last one and this is just for for coaches out there that, uh, you know, maybe it's getting a little toasty on the sidelines. Maybe it's getting a little chilly on the sidelines. Maybe the sun just came out. Maybe you're dealing with a bald coach like James Franklin. Yeah. So you know how they have retractable roofs, right? Yeah. stadiums? I'd like a retractable hat. So it's like a visor slash normal hat. And you so can the, zip it off. The bill can like The bill stays. Out. And you can, you can, it's retractable. So you can unzip the top and make it a visor just like that. Interesting. You can even keep your headset on while you're doing it theoretically. So it's like a a, a visor with a zipper cap on top. Yes. Okay. Um, for coaches. Eh. I, you know what? <laughs> I, what I'm worried about is I have uh, lots of times with jackets zipper unreliability. And if what happens if that thing gets stuck on or off and then you need mm. it? Mm. For that reason, Tyler, I am out. <laughs> That's what they say on the show, Ryan. They go, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> so all I can think about with this idea is, do you remember those pants that you used to be able to unzip? In yes, the yeah. convertibles. Those were the worst, most hideous <laughs> things. <laughs> what a funny idea. You could just unzip half your pants, shorts make them the into shorts. Old yeah. guys still love those, by the way. Those are still worn by old men. I know, and they advertise them to children. Mm -hmm. um, so for that reason, Tyler, I'm out. Smitty's out. <laughs> Damn it. Smitty's out. All right, that does it for all my football-related ideas. Uh, all right, I got five football, and then we'll get to Tyler's real-world inventions. Yes. Uh, my first one. So this is for fans, young players, really for anybody, but I think it's, it would be most utilized by fans. So this is a, a VR, virtual reality game situational simulator. So if you're a fan and you say, oh, I want to uh, live out the end of the Rose Bowl in 2006 and be Vince Young and I got to you know, run and, and score the, on the last play or I want to be Boise State and do the hook and ladder play, you put on the headset, the game mode is all uh, pre-programmed and, and then you get like some kind of a VR football that lets you throw it accurately and you get to play out, you know, these games or these end of end of play games. That would be cool. That's my that first one. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm in on I'm that. In as well. They're I'm in. in. Okay. And you, and you could like put that in stadiums, you know? It would be like one yeah, of those you things could. Where like, like like at one of the like out near the concessions for exactly. the people that aren't that are like bored of the game yeah. or whatever or yeah. halftime. That's a good idea. That's my only like high-tech one by the way. So, <laughs> next one this is kind of a throwback. I know it may have been invented already, but we're gonna what we're gonna do is make it current. You guys remember the Howler football, the Nerf football that had the whistle in it? No, oh, of course. We're just putting those on footballs in games because that <laughs> sound was fucking awesome. There was nothing better than like launching a ball and just hearing that. I just want that on NFL footballs, college footballs. I just think it'd be awesome. Yeah, in I mean, or out. 
I, I, Whistle I ball. Get, I guess I'm in. Like it, it may get annoying after a while, after no, a I whole season it. of. Imagine a Pat Mahomes whistle. whistle ball that just goes 80 yards in the <laughs> air, and and the wide receiver can then be running his route blind. He just catches it using sonar only. He's just hearing it. In I mean, or out. I'm in. I'm in with a slight tweak. Okay. <laughs> and that's only if it's the actual Nerf whistle football. It's got the tail on it. It's got the tail on it, too. Do you, do you remember how far you could throw those Dude, things? I, you could launch, launch them. them. Yeah. Football fields would have to be like a thousand yards long. So maybe yeah. that's part of it. We start a whole new sport. It's a 200 yard field only with howlers. All right. I'm in. Sure, Will. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next one. Tyler, very similar to your dumpster idea oh. that I. Uh, that I destroyed and uh, for safety reasons. <laughs> this one's called the quick whiz. And what it is, it's a piss funnel at every seat. Okay? Now, obviously, if you want to, if you got to go number two, you got to take a shit, you still got to go up to the bathroom. <laughs> We're not put it, installing toilets at every seat. But a funnel that sits right in front of you, it's retractable. You can go while you're sitting there. It has a curtain for privacy and, you know, purposes. So what, about no one, the, what about the ladies? Uh, it 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 fits. It fits. It has a shiwi. It has a yeah, a sheenus. A right? Yes, a, a lady funnel. Oh. It works for both both sexes, and uh, that way you can a the the lines of the bathroom get shorter. Ladies, especially, their line is always long because they got to go and sit down. It's not like a big trough. Like I don't men, know what the hell they're we're doing disgusting in there. Pigs. They're doing their makeup, and they got to sit down and take their time. We can just walk up to a trough. But this this solves <laughs> all that. And then bathrooms are only for dumpers, you know, and then you don't have to go in there if you're not a, you know, if you're afraid or whatever. I mean, I'm into it. It may be a little awkward, you know, when a big play happens and someone goes for the high five (laughs) and you're in the middle of, uh, you know. A guy forgets and stands up. (laughs) So see a hand poke out of a curtain. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we say, guys? In or out? Uh, I mean, logistically, it'd be difficult to get that in every single seat and it would be a a nightmare. You may have some spillage. I'm out. Uh, I guess that's a sanitary nightmare. Is there a guard for some for the person sitting in front of you? Nope. It's all. It's all the. Uh, we're in the trust tree. You got It's all. It's a buddy system. You got a. It's is, an honor system. Okay. Is there an age limit? Uh, to no. Use no. no wait, we're not ageist. Okay. Well, if there's a 13 year old boy, I, I just have a feeling that there's <laughs> going to be a lot of people going home having to report to their neighbors about what happened on Sunday. And this is why the curtain is there. It's got a little curtain on it, but hey, you, you know can't what? Just take a peek behind the curtain. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. If you guys are out, that's fine. I'm out as well. Okay. I'm the out. quick way is not good. My next one, this one is unique and I got to give a shout out to uh, my girlfriend who came up with this idea. The dry erase jersey, okay? It's, it's for fans. You wear a jersey. It's made of dry erase board material, and that way you can quickly switch sides, colors, names. You just write whatever, you know, name. If you want to be – you want to have a Pat Mahomes jersey, but you're superstitious and he's playing like shit, you switch it to Travis Kelsey really quickly. Everything can be quickly changed. You can I customize like your jersey. No, dry I like erase that. jersey. I like that. You can uh, mix it up in the middle of the game. So if you're not a huge fan – and your you team is losing, teams. you just you just change. Fairweather fans. Yeah, that's nice. Is it just uh, like nameplate and number, or is it the entire color of the jersey? The whole thing. You can get crazy oh. with it, and you could sharp it to make it a permanent color. You can just do the name. It's up to you. I double-checked the spelling of the names you're changing it to, and I'm in. Okay. Yeah. The dry erase jersey. My last one here is a disco football, and it's really simple. It's just a football that's glitter, glittery and reflective. Because I think it'd just be awesome to see. It's always visible when a guy bombs it down the field. You just want to change these footballs, aren't you? Off of it. Well, you you add the whistle in too. 
It's the whistle and it's reflective and it looks like a disco ball. You get dangerous. It just it's exciting if you if if like the last play and a guy does a hail mary and you're watching it's shiny. You know people like shiny things. And then you play disco music after the touchdown. Disco football. I'm into it. Hypnotizing, mesmerizing me. <laughs> you in or yeah? Oh, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. That's For that all reason, I got. I'm Those in. are good. I got winning ideas. All right, so I I got two. They're okay. just they're just ideas and they're pretty quick. Um. So do you remember in NBA Jam and NFL Blitz that like whenever you hit so many three-pointers um, or in NFL Blitz you completed so many passes that the ball became on fire? Yes. You got so hot. You got hot. And so my idea is if you are a quarterback, say you complete eight passes in a row, then you are officially on fire. And now the ninth completion that you have, if it goes for four yards, that actually turns into an eight-yard gain. Oh, it doubles. It doubles. So there's just rule changes. <laughs> Still, though. It's, it's an idea. <laughs> yes. So, okay. I like that. So, I, and then, I'm and then always say, down say, for that. Same with the running back. Say if you're uh, you know, averaging five yards a carry, and then now you run it for three. Okay. Uh, now you run it for three. That's a six-yard gain. Mm. The only thing that takes you out of that – is if you throw an incompletion, throw an interception, fumble, or get tackled for a loss. I like that. You know why? Because it changes the whole strategy of the game entirely because then coaches might say, I'm going to do like two really quick short throws just to get my quarterback hot, and then you can then you can at that point double up the yardage. I think you should pitch this idea to Madden. Yes. I think that would be uh, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, okay. A, it's a nice and, Madden and, idea. And I kind of ju- just, just – if we could go in on something with, with the Sharks, uh-huh. you and I will – when a quarterback is on fire, the disco ball comes out. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love this. We're working together. That's great. Okay. Uh, okay. And then my last one is, you know, these games, it wouldn't happen often. Uh-huh. In these college games where, you know, we're going fifth, sixth, seventh overtimes, things like that. You go, let's say it's Pats. It's going into the fifth overtime. You go to the student section, you pick out the 12 drunkest people you can find, <laughs> and it's six-man with regular college football overtime rules. At uh, halftime? No, 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 no. It's at the end of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so they've drunken they've, football? <laughs> they've, they've, they've been through four quarters plus, so these mm. kids are hammered. Yeah. You pick 12, six-on-six football. Let's see how it goes. I'd like to gamble on that. You know, I but I I prefer it for a halftime because if you remember, sometimes at at NBA games they'll do halftime where they have like the kids come out and play, or at hockey games they have the pee wee kids come out, and it's entertaining because they're just you know they're little and they're bad, but it'd be the same <laughs> thing because they're drunk. So I I prefer it as a halftime show instead of after the game. If you're willing to come down to halftime level, then I'm in. I love it. I love the idea of being able to bet on it. That's, okay, that's what I like. Okay, we'll go halftime because usually, stu- and it can only be from student section. They're wasted by the first exactly. quarter anyway. I mean, they're they're yeah. taking shots at eight in the morning. So, yes. okay, we'll go halftime. Love it. You know, if you can bet on anything, I'm really a fan of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I can get a line on anything, I'll do Tyler it. Tyler will find an edge. He'll Are, find yeah. out which kid has the highest tolerance. You want to know what's funny <laughs> is uh, my buddy who I used to work in. Uh, so for those who've listened to the show, again, I, I worked in radio for a lot of the first part of my career in Greeley, Colorado. And then moved down to Denver and worked at a radio station for a couple more years. And uh, one of my buddies who I met there, uh, he had a son who was, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. And he invited me one weekend to go watch his son play, you know, hoops, play a little basketball. Nice little traveling team, you know, it's cool. 
And uh, I knew a bookie back then. And so I'm sitting in the stands pregame and I text my bookie and I go, hey, I made a Little League game. Would you get me a number if I send you a video of them warming up? And so I sent a nice two and a half minute video to my bookie. He gave me a number. I think it was six and a half. I took it. Boom, I covered. Oh, man, that's a bad bookie. You took that. <laughs> he, that could have been edited video. You could have had exactly, that whole thing right? staged. Yeah, he he, he charged. Uh, there was a, like a maximum bet, right? He wouldn't let me bet more than like 50 bucks. But Of course. Yeah, he was a good bookie. You know, he if I can get a line on anything, I'll take it. I love so, it. Speaking yeah. of lines, if there's any phone num- fo- phone lines that uh, any of our listeners can help all Walgie out here with, <laughs> with his gambling addiction, that's, yes. that's yes. at CFB Weekly on yeah. Twitter. 1-800-CFB-Weekly. <laughs> you have a gambling problem. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, Tyler. Yeah. We, so Tyler's got non-football related shark tank Yeah, I'll, I'll try and make these quick. Okay. Um, so yeah, these are non-football related. I just kind of got going with my ideas. Yeah. Didn't stop. You're an idea guy. First one, um, I, I shred all my cheese at home. Guys, stop buying shredded cheese at the grocery store. It's much better. Buy a block, buy a cheese shredder, shred your cheese at home. I would like an electric cheese shredder. I think that's already a thing. It may be a yeah, thing. I don't, I don't think you get to invent something. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think you're breaking ground with this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So that one's gone. That one exists. Whoops. Uh, does that really exist? I am I, out. I won't. Sure it does. <laughs> because it already exists for that I'm gonna reason. Google, I'll Google it right now. Yeah. Electric cheese shredder. I don't think you're going to find much, Will. Electric cheese shredder just came up right as I started typing electric cheese. Yeah. It's already there. Damn it. It's a thing. All right. Next one. Still a good idea. A glass magnet. So for like when people like fall <laughs> and like get glass in their hands. <laughs> yes. You use a glass magnet and it, it zips the glass out so you don't have to like. You or know, on the floor. Or on the floor. So yes. Exactly. Really? I think what you do is you magnetize glass and then you don't need a yes, glass. You yes. just need a magnet. My cat's actually just knocked over our Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and that would come in real handy right now because yeah. there's glass. So we're glass glass so I'm back on the right track. You Why don't we just in. magnetize all kinds of more things, and then and then they'd be every, it'd be easier to grab stuff. Yeah, but then you reach hazards where everything's magnetized. So You're right, like like my spoon. Like, we'll always stick to the side of my iPad. Well, you know, no, it's no, we'd, weird. We'd be, get... Humanity would just be walking around with shit stuck all over. Right? It'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, so no, you got to find out something that zaps okay. uh, glass up. Just glass. Yeah, glass mine. All right. Okay. Next, um, sheets that zip directly onto the mattress. Bed because sheets? Look, yeah, because like I love fitted sheets more than the next person, but fitted sheets can be a bitch. How easy would it be if you had sheets that weren't fitted? You can easily fold them up, but they just zip right onto the mattress. I, That's saving a lot of time and I effort. I think that that would be like a fitted sheet stretches. If it has to zip on and it can only fit one way, I think that might actually make it more difficult. No, no, no you get rid of the whole fitted sheet you know, architecture and you just make like a normal sheet that has a zipper on it. This goes back to Will's whole uh, zipper problem with your... Yeah, I don't like zippers. Uh, so, so, so. I, you know, Velcro, maybe. What about a safety thing? A fire hazard? All of a sudden, you got to unzip your sheets? You're no, no, panicked? no. It's just a fitted, <laughs> fitted sheets. Does it only zip like at the bottom of the bed? No, the whole thing. Wait, you just zip the, the whole, whole thing? thing? Wait, so, you, so you're you're zipping your top sheet? <laughs> <laughs> Not the top sheets. Just the fitted sheets. Then it's normal after just that. Just the bottom sheet. Yeah, just the bottom. The base layer. Will sleeps yeah. in a body bag. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I was picturing. I was I was getting claustrophobic just thinking about well, it. Will um, always sleeps in a sleeping bag. I mean, look, I, I just, I, I, I still, I understand what you're saying. I still think a fitted sheet is just easier than having to zip sheets on. You have to like line up 
the zipper on so the Will's bottom. So Will's out. And Ryan, you went out. I think I'm out too. All right, last one, and this is this is a good one. Okay, a Roomba style. You guys know the Roomba? Yeah, I love it. A Roomba style lawnmower. Oh yeah, right. Those exist. It does exist. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, they're they're all over they're all over <laughs> campus where I work. They just they're, they're literally Roombas, just big Roombas, and they just go back and forth on the grass. Damn it. Yeah, you know what? You're. I a thought little that was behind. a really good one. You know it, what? It is a great I'll, idea. I'll give you credit. Wow. Yeah, because if you didn't know it existed, then you're a genius. Yeah. The problem is someone else beat you to it. Yeah. So that's like the issue with a lot of inventions still these days. Still a good idea, but I like where your head's at, though. You're trying to simplify things. Yeah, I've had a lot of ideas for inventions in my life. Sounds I think like they're all thought of. Tyler doesn't like shredding cheese he doesn't like mowing the lawn he doesn't like putting his sheets on necessity is the father of invention that's for exactly. sure exactly uh the other one uh, I'm, I'm out of ideas now on for what i have listed but i can come up with them all day i mean a meat thermometer where you just like like a like a laser leap yeah, those, meat exist. Thermometer? <laughs> those uh-huh. exist yeah because okay. <laughs> uh you, you get rid of the juice in your meat when you stick the thing in. Uh, yeah, they exist. It's like an IR thermometer. Same kind that they it's, use it's, to test your forehead. It's really hard to invent things here in the year 2020. I know, because, right? Mm-hmm. People have been around a while. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, those are my inventions. Thank you, Sharks. Yes. Thank you, Sharks. Yes, thank you for thank you for coming. Uh, moving on. So all we're going to do, we're going to select the movie for Tyler's outdated movie review for next week. I forgot about this. I've got just three here listed, but I can make more because I know I'm one of these I know for sure you haven't seen. And I'm, we'll see about the others. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, we'll get to best bets after that. But first, we got to go over this list. Tyler, Tyler will watch this movie and give us his review next week. Now, this one is one I know you haven't watched and you have been hesitant to watch. But I think it's a good one. It's The Sandlot. I knew you were going Sandlot. It's a classic movie. It's not just for kids. I think that's been your biggest thing is you think it's like uh, it's just for kids. But well, it's really not. It's a, Smitty, you've seen The Sandlot. Yeah, absolutely. Grew up on The Sandlot. Yeah. But is it a kid's movie? No, it's not a kids movie. It's 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 a it's a story of a boy coming into his own and loving the game of baseball. Okay. Yeah, it's about a, right. like hey, and this is coming from a guy Tyler. You love like Pixar movies and stuff. Like yes, it, yes. so you know not all kids movies. I mean, yeah, it is about kids because there's a difference between a, a movie meant for kids or a movie for right. adults that has kids in it. Yeah, it's not like you know? Baby Shark, you know, on play for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's it's good. So that doesn't. I like that it. option. I I'll, like that option. I'll give you more though, because that one is sport. The first two are sports related. Um, white men can't jump. You ever seen? I've that? seen it. Yes. Okay. Woody, well, that's like my favorite yeah, sports movie of all yeah. time. Woody Harrelson. I got Wesley it for uh, five bucks in the discount bin at Walmart. Oh, that's a yeah. steal. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, and the last one is uh, a, the movie Arrival, and the reason why I've seen Departure. You, <laughs> well, this one—it's the opposite. It's um, the sequel. It's <laughs> Arrival. It's about aliens, and the reason why is because aliens have been all in the news the last week. There was like some this guy who was like an ex-Israeli scientist a professor who worked with the uh, ex-Israeli scientist professor. Oh, he was an ex-professor. Quite a resume. He was an Israeli scientist. All these <laughs> things are real, and he worked for like their space defense program. And he ended up—he came out and claimed he's like eighty-five. So take it with a grain of salt. Whatever. He came out and said that aliens do exist and, you know, the the U.S. government has like a deal with like some galactic alliance or some shit like that. Yeah, they have a, they have a, an alliance with the uh, Greys and there's actually in a, a bunker that the United States knows about and the aliens obviously know about and they are collaborating inside the planet Mars. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So Arrival's about huh. uh, aliens kind of. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not kind of. That's definitely what it's about. But it's a cool movie, so we could see that. Here's a, just a side note. What I think would be funny, wouldn't it be hilarious if 
aliens came down and like the, the news is on it and they're like oh my gosh first alien contact and the the saucer comes down and the the runway drops down the aliens come out and they go Texas A&M deserves a spot in the playoff over Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> Their resume is better, and that's why we're here. I would love that. Yeah, and I think they may be onto something. I, I would, I would take a a galactic uh, committee over what we have now. <laughs> a galactic uh, college football yeah. playoff committee. Yeah, I would take they, they go by real science. Exactly. The hardcore You're talking about science. Non-bias, yeah. Nonpartisan. It would, would kind of suck because they could probably just be like, this is the best team that will win and this will be the score. Yeah. And then we just know like, before the year they can predict it. Maybe they can, yeah. Hey, would they speak English? Would they be able to... I think they'd be able to like translate, yeah. yeah. Or they wouldn't. And then, you know, they would just be talking gibberish and we'd all say, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, that'd be a mess. Typical Americans. We think everybody speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> if if, if uh, aliens liked college football, who would be their favorite team, you think? Uh, probably, well, Ed Orgeron is pretty alien-ish. Ooh, so. <laughs> Coach Sometimes it seemed like he did, a, he did an alien himself I out like of space. That. Uh, Aliens are just I, they, They've got to be a big, big Lane Kiffin fans up there. Mm, I'm okay. just saying, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones have definitely talked to Ed Orgeron before. <laughs> You're definitely, yeah. He, he's like an uh, a Men in Black character, huh? He's yeah. just like that. Yeah. I think if they were gonna pick any team, uh, you know, maybe they go with like. Mm, I think they go with like an off, the, you know, kind of off the map team that we're not. Uh, the people don't, don't watch a lot, but they play a different style of football. Maybe an option team. Maybe that's okay. their thing. Okay, that's like an alien thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, your movie <laughs> list. Sorry, <laughs> I went off on a tangent there, Tyler. I like uh, the Sandlot. The Sandlot. Yeah. Okay, he's gonna watch the Sandlot. He's gonna give us a review. I'm gonna watch it, folks. I don't know how long you know this has been coming. But yeah, I know. Years. Yeah. I've been. Years. We have been nagging him about this for a long time. Finally, get into the Sandlot. I'll yeah. do it. You can get it out of the way, and we don't have to bother you about it after this. I'll do it. So next week, he's reviewing the Sandlot, and now it's time to move on to our best bets for the championship weekend. We got bets. Uh, now. We uh, we broke down this game, then today, obviously, it happened in the Pac-12 championship game, Washington not being able to play. So we're going to basically give our pick just like, uh, at, you know, at uh, sight unseen for the Pac-12 championship game, which is now USC versus Oregon. Oregon taking Washington's place in the Pac-12 North. Current line is USC minus three. The game is being played at the LA Coliseum, so it is basically a home game for Southern Cal. Wow. Tyler, USC you have minus three. USC Wait, are minus you sure three. about that, Will? That's where it was supposed to be played before. That was where Washington was going to play USC uh, uh, before oh, that. I, I, I thought I, lo- I, I looked yesterday and I thought they were playing in Vegas at, at, Allegi- at Allegiant. Really? Okay. Yeah, hang double, on. Double let's, check let, that. let's Google this. Uh, yeah, I saw LA Coliseum, but okay. Um, either way, um, well, you said a three-point favorite three point for, favorites. for USC, yes. and they're playing Oregon. See, that's funny because Oregon was supposed to play Colorado. They were a touchdown favorite, so I think that settles what Vegas thinks of the uh, Pac-12 South argument. You know, for Colorado, they have USC right now ten points better than the CU Buffs. But that's a that that line that doesn't surprise me much. I mean, if anything, Oregon's been a huge failure this year. They're three and two. Their first three wins were not very convincing. I mean. Look, I think Oregon still, you know, maybe they reached their peak with Chip Kelly and they've been going downhill. I've been saying that for a while. I don't think Oregon is a powerhouse or at least the one that everyone thinks they are. Yep. So early thoughts on this game? I mean, I just heard the line, but I like USC. You know, I think that USC 
is gaining momentum. And early on in the season, that was when you wanted to play the Trojans. When they were first getting going, a little sluggish start. Now that they're 5-0, and 6-0, and whatever they are, I think they're kind of rolling. So I like USC this game. Uh, I cannot find anything on where, you know, because I know it was scheduled to be at... See, now it's saying... Uh, well, okay, the 2019 was, was in Santa Clara. Um, I don't know. It was supposed to be at the LA Coliseum, but I don't know if they've changed that since then. So, yeah. um, Tyler, you can maybe do some Googling while I... But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take the Trojans as well. Uh, I, I love... It sucks because I had a great pick. I really was going to... I loved Washington uh, before I found out that was canceled. They were... Six point six and a half point underdogs. I would have loved to have jumped on the Huskies there, but I kind of feel the same way about you do about Oregon. There's too many question marks with them this year. They haven't been consistent, and uh, USC is going to find a way to score in droves with that uh, air raid offense of Graham Harrell. So we're both on the Trojans there. Yeah, and, uh, and just correction. Um, I, I literally looked at this before, like a couple hours before the show, and it was Allegiant Stadium. Right now, it's showing the LA Coliseum. Okay, so they are playing. So it is like a home game for them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a big deal. So good for them. Um, next up, the Big Ten championship game. The Big Ten uh, changed the rules to make sure that Ohio State got in, which I think was the right move. Uh, if they hadn't played Indiana, you know, I, I think that would have been a different story. But they played Indiana and beat them. They cl- clearly were the best team in the Big Ten East. So we do have Northwestern facing Ohio State. Currently, the Buckeyes are a twenty and a half point favorite. This game is being played in Indianapolis. Um, look. Ohio State, you look at their wins against Northwestern in the last two years, they've not been even remotely close. And that's important because that's when Ryan Day's offense really uh, came in at Ohio State. It's when he his offense got to take over. It was the last year uh, with Urban Meyer when he had a passing quarterback in Dwayne Haskins and obviously last year as the, uh, heads, as the head coach. Um, you know, I, I really like Northwestern and their underdog mentality. I love the way they play, their physicality. I'm a big fan of Pat Fitzgerald. Um, you know, people love to talk about the X's and O's, but to me, this game is all about the Jimmy's and Joe's, um, Northwestern does not have, you know, I know the whole, uh, fighting Reese Davis's thing we talked about. It's not to be disrespectful to Northwestern or their players. They have great athletes, but Ohio state's just on a, a completely different level. And I don't see Northwestern being able to compete. Their corners aren't going to be able to hang all game long with these Ohio state receivers. I think Justin Fields has a big game. Ohio state knows that, you know, they probably are in with a win, but I think they still have motivation to make sure that it's a big win to guarantee a spot for them in one of the two or the three seeds uh, instead of the four seed against Alabama. So for that reason, I'm going to take Ohio State laying the 20 and a half points. Oh, well, I want to take Northwestern so badly. Do it. Take I it, Tyler. I uh, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, look, this is all about Ohio State and their motivation. God, I just... I feel like, and I said this before, I think it was the Florida-Tennessee game. I'm not sure exactly, but I've asked you this before. I'm going to put you on the spot, Will. Yeah. At what number would you stop taking Ohio State? Like, well, what if this were minus 22? Uh, I think basically 23 and a half is where I would probably stop. Okay. Um, just, you know, I, I think they can win by 23 and you get an option to push there. Um, you're definitely right. I think Northwestern is going to be extremely motivated they've never won a big 12 championship game since the you know the title game has been a thing right but i'm not sure motivation is going to matter here i mean they can be as motivated as they want to be yep it all depends on what's going on in the ohio state locker room because if they feel like they need margin this game to make the playoffs then that's the only reason i'm staying off this thing it's because ohio state hasn't had many opportunities to show how good they are 
Yeah. Well, even so, I mean, what have they played? Five games. They've still done really well. They've scored at least 38 points in all five games. I think they're averaging 46, 47 points per game, which is the fourth most in college football. And they're averaging 530 yards per game. That's crazy. But Justin Fields, I think, needs to show how good he is. He's had a couple letdowns this year on national TV when they have been on. And, you know... I just don't know if Northwestern's going to have the offense here. I also kind of lean under, but then again, I'm scared because Ohio State could just go off in the second half. So I don't love any side here. If anything, I may look Northwestern for the first half uh, spread. Okay. But Ohio State, maybe they struggle out of the gates, but throughout the course of four quarters, I think Ryan Day and that whole team knows their best chance to get a good spot in the playoffs. You, you, you said you think if... If they win, they're in no matter what. I think that's probably the case, but yeah. I still think in such a weird situation, they're going to want to get margin. So I'm going to lean towards the under. I'm going to lean towards uh, with, uh, Northwestern first half spread, but I don't really love anything in this game. Okay, so. fair enough. Not enough to make it a bet board game. Yeah, you know, last year they played, and I believe Ohio State beat them 52-3. to um, yeah, And so I just let, you know, I think that uh, Ryan Day's scheme is, uh, is going to be good here, plus the talent, of course. But anyway, moving on to the Big 12 championship game. This is going to be a good one. We got Oklahoma rematched against Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite despite the fact that Iowa State beat them in their head-to-head game in October. Um, so the Sooners, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Both these teams, they look completely different from where they were two or three weeks into the season. Uh, both these teams had some bad early losses and have since turned it around. These are the two best defenses in the Big 12, in my opinion. Uh, both teams, they have really talented quarterbacks, but they prefer to run the ball and take the pressure off of the passing game. Uh, they're just very similar to me. The difference I see here is I love the way that Iowa State utilizes their tight ends. They have two really good tight ends they utilize in the passing game. Makes it really hard for defenses to you know, uh, scheme against that. Brees Hall, the Iowa State running back, he's leading the nation in rushing yards. And I do think Iowa State's ground game is slightly better, but both teams... I think they're both going to force the quarterback to beat them. I think they're going to try to take away the run game, and and this game is going to come down to a quarterback battle between Brock Purdy at Iowa State and Spencer Rattler. And if I have to choose one that I trust more, it's definitely got to be Brock Purdy here. Um, I, I, I love the underdog card that Matt Campbell can play here. I mean, look, he beat this team earlier, and there are five-and-a-half-point underdogs, and most people are picking Oklahoma here. You look at his recent success against Oklahoma the last couple of years, he's done very well. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but if you're going to give me five-and-a-half-point uh, cushion here, that's what I'm going to go. So I'm going to take the Cyclones plus five-and-a-half. We've got a bet board. Love it. we got a game. All right, we're going to go... Uh I think OU here, and, and look, I am not a big Iowa State fan. I mean, I think yeah. they're overrated. I don't like Matt Campbell. It took a wild fourth quarter comeback for Iowa State to win the first matchup. And you talked about the trajectory of both these teams. Iowa State was maybe playing their best football at that point in the season as to where Oklahoma, they've gotten better and better every week. I'm really impressed with Spencer Rattler and how he's developed the season. And you mentioned it, Will, that each of these teams, they're going to want to make the other one-dimensional in terms of throwing the football. And I think Oklahoma is going to have a lot more success doing that. I mean, Oklahoma, did you know that they are number three in the FBS this season in terms of limiting the run? 88.1 yards per Very game. Very good defense. They don't yeah. let teams run, and that's one of the under... Uh, kind of the undervalued things about Oklahoma. They really stop the run. So what I think they're going to do this game is much different than the first game. And I think the motivation actually is on Oklahoma's sideline because even though Iowa State has the motivational edge in terms of saying we beat them and now we're underdogs, 
I don't know how much the spread is really talked about in these college football locker rooms. I think it's much easier for Oklahoma to get up for this game because they lost to Iowa State. Now they have a chance for the rematch. And if I'm getting a better team, better offense that's improving, I think five points is is still value. So I'll take Oklahoma this game. I think they win by at least seven points. And I like uh, I like Oklahoma to end the regular season with a bang. Well, okay, however you want to say. Regular season, the conference championship game, whatever. I think yep. they end off uh, really well. So. That game's in Dallas, by the way, we'll being played soon at Jerry World. Um, moving on, we'll do this one quickly. The Sun Belts. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, plus three uh, against Coastal Carolina, uh, undefeated. I love me some fun belt. I love both these teams. Right now, Coastal Carolina, just a three-and-a-half-point favor. That number has come down, and I think the reason why is because this game is being played in New Orleans. Uh, you're going to have you know a home crowd. They, they, I think they will allow stadium uh, people in the stadium there in New Orleans. It's going to be kind of a home setting for, uh, for Louisiana. Um, but, you know, look – I was wrong about Coastal Carolina last week uh, about them covering the spread, but they continue to just find ways to win. I think they're the better team here. I really like the Raging Cajuns, but there's something about Coastal Carolina. They just have – it's like a dream season. It's like they're the team of destiny. Uh, I like their defense. I like their ability to run the ball. They're just consistent. They put a similar product on the field every game. And in this big – you know, for them to be able to have a chance to – uh, finish out the Sun Belt season undefeated and win the championship. I like that. I like that for their head coach, um, Jamie Chadwell. Uh, I think that after this year, he moves on to a bigger program, but I think he wants to soak it up right now. They may not be able to get to play a bowl game. They're obviously not going to make the playoff. And with all the uncertainty with bowl games this year, I like their chances here. And they're only given three and a half. You don't normally get a number that low with them. So for that reason, I'm taking the chance it clears. Yeah, I'm going to go the same here. I think it's a big, uh, a favorable spot for, for Coastal Carolina. You know, last week was when you wanted to fade this team, not this week. You know, they, they've got everything ready to go. The motivation is going to be there. I think they're clearly the better football team. So I agree with you there. We will go Coastal Carolina. Okay. Uh, do you know what the Raging Cajuns mascot is? Yeah, it's, he's a pepper, right? Yeah, he's a cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. Yeah. I love that. I love me some Cajun food, by the way. Oh, so, me too. Uh, no disrespect to Louisiana. <laughs> uh, next up, the ACC championship game. I think this is probably the most anticipated game of the college football season. Clemson versus Notre Dame, the rematch. Clemson right now, 10.5-point favorite versus Notre, Notre Dame. Tyler, can you tell me where this game is being played? I will, just a second. Um, Trevor Lawrence is back, right? We saw when this game happened earlier in the year, it was at Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID, and it took two overtimes and a backup quarterback for Notre Dame to beat Clemson at home. And I think that's why this number is so inflated, because Trevor Lawrence is back. People saw that uh, that without them, Notre Dame won, and I think they just kind of assume that Notre Dame doesn't have a chance now with Trevor Lawrence. It's being played in Bank of America Stadium in North Carolina. North Carolina. I think that's the Panther Stadium. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Um, yes, it is. Look, Clemson, they're ready for this, and I do expect the offense to look good. I like Dabo, uh, Swinney, and kind of a revenge situation. I do expect the Tigers to be able to run the ball, unlike the first meeting. They couldn't run the ball at all. It was all in the passing game when they played Notre Dame. But typically with rematches, you see less points scored because the two coaches have seen what the other wants to do, uh, how they want to attack the defense. I think there, there's not going to be as many surprises on the field. Um, I think I would have been more enticed to take Clemson at the lower opening number, which is just seven points. Um, but 10 and a half, it's too much. Even with Trevor Lawrence back, nobody's giving Notre Dame a chance to win this game right now. Uh, you know they feel slighted. Their defense played great against Clemson the last game and their offense, but you know, their offense was able to run and do whatever they wanted against Clemson the last time. 
I'm not sure if Notre Dame's going to win this game, but 10 and a half points, uh, give me that all day. I'm going to go with the Irish. Yeah, I think the Irish too. I mean, the, look, if, if you're going to take Clemson this game, it's because you think that Brian Kelly showed his hand. Like, he he did everything he could in that first game because that first game was the must-win game for Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was out. Notre Dame knew if they won that game, they'd have an inside track to the playoffs, which they still do. And the motivation has to be on Clemson's side. But I think it's funny that just because Clemson needs this win, everybody just assumes they're going to be up and Notre Dame's just going to waltz into this thing and not show up. I think Ian Book is vastly underrated. I think this team in general, very underrated. Even though they're still number two, no one seems to be giving them a real chance this year. So I think Notre Dame... Maybe they don't win, but they should keep it within 10 points. I mean, 10 this and ten, a half, yeah. Exactly, yeah. This 10 and a half uh, seems like some value right now. And I think that a lot of people are seeing Clemson, what they've done in, in the history of this game. I mean, they're 19 and 1 straight up over their last 20 games against the ACC. They've dominated this conference, but guess what? Notre Dame hasn't been in the ACC before. It's the first yeah. time doing that. And I think it's kind of interesting that you see what one other elite team and the ACC does. I mean, Clemson doesn't have the path to the finals anymore. So I like Notre Dame to give Clemson everything they've got this game. They may win, but 10.5 points, I'll take it. Yeah, the only interesting motivational thing you can look at with this game is that for the most part, like unless Clemson beats Notre Dame like 40 to 7, Notre, uh, Notre Dame's probably going to get in even with a right, loss. Right. And Clemson needs the win to get in. If they don't beat Notre Dame, uh, if they lose two in a row, Clemson's out of the playoff for sure. So there is a little bit more motivation maybe on Clemson's side, but still, for all the same reasons you said, and I said earlier, we're both on the Irish here, 10 and a half. Uh, Moving on to the American Conference. Uh, I've said it before many times. I feel like we shouldn't call it the Power Five anymore. We should call it the Power Six, and the American should be included. I love the American. We basically broke down this game last week. What happened is Tulsa and Cincinnati were supposed to play last week, and they would have still eventually, regardless of what happened in that game, been in the American Championship. The game ended up being canceled. So you can basically just go back and replay what we did last year. Um, But, you know, it's it's for all the same reasons. Um, I I like Cincinnati in this game. It's it's Cincinnati, by the way, 14-point favorite. Um, They still get no love from the playoff committee. They don't have a chance, even if they win this game, really. I don't think they're getting in the playoff, but they want to be undefeated. They've been a great team all year. They've been blowing people out. Uh, two good defensive teams, but Cincinnati has a much more effective offense. They're much more able to run the ball. I like Desmond Ritter in this game. I know it's a big number, but for that reason and all the reasons I said last week too, uh, I'm sticking with Cincinnati minus 14 here. Oh, well, we may have a sudden bet board game. I think last week you were on Cincinnati too. Have you changed I wa- your mind? I was on Cincy last week, but because of the extra week, I was this 14 last week too or was it 13 and a half it it, it was a very similar number let me bring it up you keep talking i'll look at my notes from last week because look i mean i look at tulsa this this year and their one common game which you always have to take this with a grain of rice or a grain of salt or whatever small thing you want to talk about here yeah but was the ucf game i mean tulsa came out and beat ucf early in the season ucf looked very good against cincinnati that would that's a game that came down to the wire and I know you have to go okay, a little it bit. It was 12 and a half last week. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's it might have closed now. 14, but, uh, but still, it was 12 and a half but that's early why, on. But that's why. I mean, I've said this before. We bet numbers. We don't bet teams. Yep. At 12 and a half, I do lean Cincinnati pretty hard. You get that number up to 14, and I, I, I'm going to go with Tulsa here. Let's make it a bet board game. Okay. We Let's got go two ahead. bet board games. Yeah, we have two on a championship weekend. Uh, I think, you know, Tulsa keeps this thing close. I think Cincinnati has more of a 
a motivational edge, but they know they're not going to make the final four. If anything, that yeah. that dream is gone. And so there's really not reason for Cincinnati to get margin. Now, that's not saying they're not going to want to get margin this game, but when it comes down to it, I could see Tulsa backdooring them. I, I could see Tulsa keeping this thing close. I could see Tulsa winning. There's a lot of different outcomes to this game. Cincinnati winning by more than two touchdowns, I don't think happens that often. So I'll take Tulsa plus the 14 points, and uh, it'll be our second bet board game of the weekend. Let me throw out just a scenario. This is very unlikely, but maybe where Cincinnati could sneak in. Can you bring up where they are currently in the playoff ratings? Yeah. I know it's Monday and they're not updated, but they shouldn't have been downgraded. Um, let's say Alabama beats Florida, as we all expect. Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time. Clemson is out. Ohio State loses to Northwestern. And then Oklahoma beats Iowa State because Iowa State's higher ranked right now. At that point, maybe Cincinnati could sneak in. I maybe, think it's yeah, possible. They're, they're number eight right now. And who's ahead of them? Uh, in reverse order, so starting with seven, Iowa State, Florida, A&M. Florida's not getting in. Right. So if Florida loses, so maybe at that point then A&M gets in. A&M. So then you, uh, the, the people you'd have in would be Alabama, Notre Dame. Ohio State. No, Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Oh, okay. At that point, then can you get Cincinnati and Texas A&M as the other two teams? I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe there Look, is it's some a, weird it's a lot of chaos. And so maybe they can still, you know, maybe Luke Fickle can still motivate his guys but, a little bit there and say there is a chance. But my main thing is... You're, so you're telling me there's a chance. Cincinnati had this opportunity when they played UCF. I mean, that was the game where you have a chance to make margin, right? right. And, and to create margin and to separate yourself from the pack and all that. And they could barely do that. So... I don't even know if Cincinnati wants to get margin if they're going to be able to this game. I think Tulsa's an underrated team. Yeah, they're good. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, we do have a bet board game. And last but not least, it's the SEC championship game. Alabama versus Florida. The game is in Atlanta. And the uh, the Crimson Tide, currently 17-point favorites versus Florida. Look, we saw what happened with Florida and LSU. We all know what Alabama is. Alabama's the best team in the country. Right now, they're everyone's favorite pick to win it all. Um Alabama's going to win this game. I don't see any way that Florida loses this. The question is, how do they react to that loss versus LSU? Because now they're a two-loss team. Even if they beat Alabama here, I'm not sure they're in the playoff at that point. I don't think it's enough for them. So where is the motivation coming from Florida? Is it saying, okay, we lost last week. You know, uh, is Dan Mullen just going to say, you know, now we got to play for pride, prove that you can play with these guys? I think they did rest Kyle Pitts in that game against LSU in order to have him healthy for Alabama. He's the, the stud tight end that's I'm sure going to go in the first round of the NFL draft whenever he's available. Um, I think he's ready for this game. Kyle Trask looked like maybe he tweaked his knee early in that game and he didn't look super comfortable against LSU, but it doesn't bode well for me. I think that even if Florida wins that game against LSU, this line isn't any different. Alabama's that much better. Uh, Florida's defense really has struggled this year. It's not the the typical Florida defense that we've seen. I think that Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and and Mims and, and Najee Harris and all his weapons, I think they can just get whatever they want in this game. I could see Alabama winning this by 35 or 40 points. For that reason, I'm going to take the Crimson Tide minus 17. Yeah, this is a classic letdown spot for Florida. I mean, I could just see them being dead for this game. So I like Alabama too. They got a chance to route them. I think they do. And I mean, Florida just has... This is like the classic spot that you look for in sports betting where a team's going to be down. So I don't like Florida at all this week. Okay. And then uh, that's all we have for best bets. We still need to do our cancellation game, mm. fellas. We still haven't hit on one. Let's hope we don't all year. But I really, it <laughs> would be fun to get the credit for it at one point. So for my cancellation game, I'm going to go with this is one of the uh, the uh, 
what is it called? It's a, a makeup game okay. in the SEC. I'm going to go Vanderbilt and Georgia. I don't think they play mm. right now. Uh, they're scheduled to play Saturday. Georgia's a 38-and-a-half-point favorite. That's the game I predict will be canceled. All right. I'm going to go – I don't want to pick a big game, you know? Yeah, don't do that. I'm going to go A&M in Tennessee. Okay. Tyler goes A&M. Yeah, it's a right-in game. And uh, Smitty? Uh, let's go – Nebraska and Rutgers. Nebraska Rutgers would be such a shame to have either of those teams not be able to play <laughs> for all the fans out there. All right, well, that's all we got for the show. Uh, make sure you listen next week. We'll be back, as always. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at CFB Weekly. Follow uh, me on Twitter. I'm at Will Chambers CFB. Tyler, your Twitter? At Tyler Walgie. And Smitty, your Twitter? I'm at Woo's Producer. Woo's Producer. We'll see you next week.